Hi everyone, this is Erin from Wise Woman Podcast. This next episode is in partnership with Fern Olivia from Sensual Intelligence. Enjoy! Hi, this is Fern Olivia, host of Sensual Intelligence, originally filmed on Focus TV in Los Angeles, now partnered with Wise Woman Podcast to offer you incredible, intimate interviews on sensuality and sexuality with some of the most well-respected influencers in wellness and spirituality. Hi, I'm Fern Olivia. Welcome to Sensual Intelligence TV. Today we have my dear friend Josefina Bashut on the show. Josefina is known as the Pussy Priestess. She's a women's leadership coach and feminine health advocate, sensuality educator, and international speaker. She was recently in South America where she offered sacred sexuality and mind-body connection seminars through her powerful workshop that she creatively named Divinely Potent and is the creator of the Glorious Goddess Global Sisterhood, which connects women worldwide and provides a safe space to explore sensuality, feminine health, and provides inspirational magic, education, and tips on how to be more connected to your sexuality, creating heart-centered intimacy. Wow. So honored and excited to have you here. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here with you too, Ferd. It's amazing to see where your journey has led. I mean, I met you, one of the first people that I met in LA when I moved here and was captivated by your presence. You're so in your femininity, you're confident, you're graceful, and you have this amazing presence that it makes us all feel safe and available available to express ourselves. So thank you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about you and your journey and how you found yourself to be the Pussy Priestess. <laughs> I'd love to share that journey. So it's well, to be very frank and very honest, it's all started with a journey with my own pussy. Mm. So the name Pussy Priestess has come from a source greater than myself, a source that I call, we call spirit or God. And before I was really expressed in my sensuality and in this way, when I was younger, I went through trauma. And the trauma that I had gone through was a journey with my own pussy. So I had been molested by someone outside of the family. And I was always really young and playful and expressive, and I'd run around with my shoes off. But in my very dominating Middle Eastern culture, that was more forbidden and that was seen as low class. And so there were parts when I had to then actually hide my femininity or hide my fullest expression. And then when I was younger, I ended up getting molested and having a scenario come forward that really drastically changed my entire life. And that scenario, as I know now, is my spiritual curriculum. It was where my mom's boyfriend at the time, when I was, I would say about six, in the sixth grade, so I think I was about 12 years old, I had gone into a room, and it was dark room in the morning, and as I was entering into the room, he was there and he called me forward, and I didn't know what was going on. I had never been sexual. I had been, you know, exploring with like a little bit of clothing and just, as a, as a young girl does at 12 years old. And what proceeded to happen was that event that would then change the course of my life. So I was violently molested. And not only that, I was thrown $5 at. So imagine as a little girl, that experience equating sexuality and worth and not being faith, like safe as a feminine. Wow. So I took that and I moved forward into my teen years. And from that space, I started toughening up it's like it created this belief system that it was not safe to be a girl. It was not safe to be feminine. And also I was so disconnected to the body from the trauma. Wow. 
I didn't see a therapist. I didn't speak to anyone much about it because I had so much anger. Mm -hmm. Cut to when I was then later on in my, let's say I was about mm, 16 when I met the love of my life at that time. And we were in a, a relationship for about six years, but I never had an orgasm. Wow. So I didn't know how to orgasm. I didn't know how to be connected to my body. And I was very closed and very numb. So another scenario that happened when I was so desperate to feel, it was all of these things of wanting to feel connected and wanting to feel pleasure and hearing about these scenarios or porn of women having orgasms and connection. So I did something that most people wouldn't do, which is pretty unthinkable. But I had saw something in TV, I forget what movie it was, but I saw a guy masturbate with a vacuum cleaner. <gasps> do you remember? <sighs> There was some movie that at the time yes. where he literally took his penis out and he put it into the vacuum cleaner and he started like giving himself head. And I remember watching this sounds scene. sounds so dangerous. It sounds dangerous. It's so dangerous. But yet in the movie, he had an orgasm and he was feeling really good and nothing was wrong with him. Oh my God. Okay, so. Oh my God. <laughs> what did I decide to do in this exploration? I decided to try it. I took a vacuum cleaner when I was 19 and I actually tried to masturbate like full on to my pussy. And what happened was I ended up badly injuring myself. Wow. So badly injuring myself mm. to the point where I was so ashamed. I couldn't tell my boyfriend. I avoided having sex with him. I didn't tell my family. I didn't tell my partners. I didn't go to the doctor. I was so mortified. And I was so uncomfortable to go to class for three months. Wow. Trying to like, get comfortable and be in this positioning. And again, it just fed into the belief system that I'm not worthy, that I'm broken, that something is wrong with me. And because I never spoke about it, I believe wholeheartedly that everything in the physical body is a direct manifestation, right, of our mm -hmm. thoughts and our systems. So because I've held that belief system in for so long, I found myself in a journey of repeated having partners that would reflect that back to me. And until when I was in my mid-20s, early to mid-20s, what happened was the third journey was it developed into pre-cervical cancer. I had CIN two and three, severe high grade on the cups of being full-blown cervical cancer. Wow. And so as I communicate this, I didn't have cervical cancer, but it was so close to being on just like that second away. So having cervical dysplasia, having CIN two and three, severe high grade was a huge wake-up call of a manifestation of wake up, there's something going on, you're disconnected, she's yelling, she's speaking, she's crying, and I couldn't understand her until that wake up happened. And from that journey, doctors wanted to cut out a part of my cervix. So imagine being 23, 24, and doctors telling you, you have to cut out a piece of your cervix, you know, it's gonna increase your chances of having a miscarriage by 30%, it's also not 100% that will get rid of it, so you may have to do it again, and that will increase your chances again. Wow. So for me, it was devastating because I wanted to be able to have children or have that availability. And so what I did is I sought a holistic route, an alternative way. I decided that that wasn't going to be the reality that I wanted to see for myself, nor did I want to be at the mercy of doctors when it wasn't even a guarantee. And cutting out parts of my body that were healthy, it was a huge awakening that led me into mindfulness, that got me to start meditating, that got me to see an MD who was trained in not only American Western medicine, but trained in Eastern medicine. And I started changing my diet. I worked with her for a year. So 
with the Western medicine, it's like go in, we'll do this procedure kind of in and out. But I decided to go the harder, longer route, the non-traditional route through herbs and tinctures and protocols that I would do three, four times a day. I couldn't eat when I would be out in public because of my certain diet and I would be so nauseous and I would be so sick and my body was going through this transformation. And so I found my peace, my inner peace, and my faith again through mindfulness, through meditation. That's when I started doing yoga for the first time and actually developing this deeper connection, this mind-body connection to the body, to my body. And I'm so happy to say that through that year journey of all of these herbalists and being able to do this um, procedure of applying things and clearing the cervix, I was able to heal myself wow. through food, through mindfulness, through meditation, through herbs and working with Andy who believed in that, which completely stunned Western medicine. The OBGYN that I was seeing was so shocked and so surprised. I went back to the male doctor, the male doctor, who said, oh no, this is the only way, there's no other option, like take it or leave it, and was like, this is living proof that we can choose, that I can choose a different way. So that's how this journey, as far as deepening this connection to my body's happened. And going into the pussy priestess, well, that's a little bit more fun and playful, which is I was in a ceremonial space, and I had already shifted my world from mainstream media, working with Cindy Crawford, doing jewelry design and furniture design, and I had a even deeper conscious awakening as far as shifting my world and going into feminine leadership. Mm -hmm. And I did this program called She Creates Change, which was based in New York. And from that program, it awakened me into my true calling of working with women. Mm -hmm. And I went through coaching program and leadership programs. And as I was going through this journey and doing a lot of different workshops and talks and meditation, there was still a piece of me that had shame around what had happened. Mm -hmm and I had never voiced it still to any of my partners. And even then, it was something that I carried with me that there was a piece that was broken, that I wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. So even though on the outside, it looks like I've got everything well together and I'm so put, the internal reality was constantly worried about jealousy or am I good enough or am I valuable enough? Am I going to be seen? And with that journey, there was a ritual that I had done. And I wanna just emphasize, I have done so many workshops and mm -hmm. healings and, and Akashic Records and even in the world of Tantra and bringing with energy, but yet there was still this ingrained belief system of doing my own genital mutilation to myself and growing up with having that imprinting of someone at that time taking my innocence that I was presented with a beautiful opportunity to reclaim. Mm. And as we all, maybe we don't all know, but have you heard of Mama Gina? Yes. So she's got the book Pussy Reclamation. Yes. So I had no idea about Mama Gina. And on the eve that her book was released, the night before, I was in a sacred ritual with sisters and, and in this community. It was all about receiving your divine compliment and receiving love. And one of the facilitators came to me and she told me the story of, of this download she got. And she said, hey, I have a message for you. And I was like, what's the message? And she said, did you know that you can see the Virgin Mary in your pussy? And I said, what are you talking about? There's no way, like, no, 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 me? Like, I was almost offended. I wasn't sure what she was talking about. And she's like, no, seriously, you can't. And so Fern, she just flashed me her pussy on the spot. And then she was like, look. And I looked down and she explained it to me and I saw the Virgin Mary in her pussy. I saw her head, I saw the cloak. The image, the image like of the Virgin Mary. And what came forward was, did you know that she exists inside of you? Mm. 
And so for me, wow. my response was, there's no way she exists inside of me. Oh. Even with all of the journey that I've been on, there's no way that light could exist inside of me or that sacredness could exist inside of me because I had been detached from that sacredness, that sacred part of myself and had been using wow. it for play and, and power and manipulation and, you know, sleeping with guys and doing whatever and, you know, being this like empowered version of myself, which really was operating from a place of lack mm. and trying to fulfill myself through others and gain. And so when that opportunity presented, she said, do you want me to show you that she exists inside of you? And what I realized from the story and what I want to share now is the strength and the power of our yes, by me saying yes, changed my entire trajectory, right? By me saying yes to me and to seeing this light changed it. And so I said, yes. And so we went through a sacred ritual and in this ritual, I was able to go through a reclamation process. Again, not having any knowledge or recollection about Mama Gina's book or any of this. It was right in the most perfect timing of women awakening of the rise of the feminine, all of them getting this information. And yet there I was in the sacred space in front of a feminine altar and temple, bearing my whole heart and soul to this woman and to other people to then hold that space for me. And I was able to go through a reclamation that then allowed me to not only reclaim my innocence, but to really deeply connect to my pussy and then to create a new vision and stamp and seal mm -hmm. to where I was able to actually see that sacredness, that light and alchemize what was pain and what was trauma into possibility of birth and life. So it was this mm. life and death rebirthing experience. And through that journey, when I said yes, and I made that shift, I kid you not, this energy came through my whole body, like Reiki energy, you can feel it moving through. And I was there, my whole body was tingling. And in that space of tingling, a voice came in. And what felt like the energy of Mother Mary, like the most sacred mother saintly energy, and this voice whispered and said the words, Pussy Priestess. Amazing. Wow. I'm so captivated by Josefina. Can't wait to learn more about her journey. And I'm sure you are on the edge of your seat too. So we will be right back. Stay tuned. Lights. Camera. Action. Welcome back to Sensual Intelligence TV. I am your host, Fern Olivia. I have Josefina here, and we are learning all about her pussy. So, welcome back. I have a million questions to ask you. But the first, I just want to thank you for sharing that very vulnerable and intimate story, because as women, I know that we feel a lot of shame around 
our pussy and even saying the word could be you know has a lot of connotation so I'd yeah. love for you to describe how you begin began feeling when you started reclaiming that even just the word and how you talk to women to help them understand that it's not something that's derogatory or maybe helping them to find something that does resonate with them yeah I really love that question because that did come up for me so even getting comfortable with saying the word pussy and even the way I say it now it's like a very fun, flirty, playful, empowered way. Mm -hmm. And what I started doing was a little bit of research on the etymology of pussy and finding out that pussy also comes from, you know, puss, which then comes from passion. And passion is mm -hmm. actually a place of empowerment. And then someone mentioned to me then this interesting correlation, if you go back within passion, within passion there's actually suffering. Mm. So there's this interesting dichotomy between pleasure, empowerment, and suffering. And then what I've come to realize is, yes, there is a disempowering connotation attached to the word pussy. Think about even when we were younger or guys used the terminology mm -hmm. of, oh, you're such a pussy, right? It means weak. It means, it means less than. And so for me, it was really powerful to really reclaim the word for a wholeness and understand that it's not a wrong word or it's not a dirty word. But if we as women, this, this beautiful part of us, that we allow and we buy into the belief system that it's wrong and that it's derogatory, we're only mm -hmm. feeding to that. And there's an interesting piece that I explain to women is this connection and this healing as us as a gender, mm -hmm. right? There is no word that I've found yet out there that actually allows us to have a universal word of empowerment. We've got yoni, you know, we've got vagina. Vagina's more clinical, right? It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of more of the portal. It's more of your canal. Right, and then we've got okay, we've got yoni and, and tantra, and it's like the flower and it's the essence, but it's not actually what it is, it's not as deeply connected with the power. And so, when I explain the word pussy, it's all encompassing of everything, it's all of the parts, it's all of your parts. So, it's the clitoris, it's the labia, it's the inner canal, it's the cervix, it's the full entire aspect of us. And when we can really reclaim that word, and when we can own that word with sacredness and with love and with playfulness, then we can together as a gender become unified and empowered instead of staying disempowered and not even having a word for it. I mean, there's a million mm -hmm. words. I talk about this in my workshop. And one of the first things I say is, growing up, like, what did you call your private parts? What did you mm -hmm. call your pussy? And there are so many words. People have such a hard time even communicating it. And so let's look at that even on more of the meta level. Okay, so if we've got all of these words, imagine how scattered we are and disempowered we are because there isn't some type of universal empowering word that we can all use and connect to. And if you ask, and I use the same thing with men, men love the word pussy. And men love it and use it in a way, especially when they work with women or in the feminine context. It's like there's, in many couples, it's like, do you use that word in the bedroom? Men use it in the bedroom. They think it's very empowering. They think it's very sexual. It's very sensual. It's, it's a delicious word. And a lot of women also feel the same way, myself included. And what changed it for me was actually building this beautiful communication and connection to her and me changing my belief system and mm -hmm. framework around the energy. Because for me, a word is a word, right? But it's the energy of which we ride and carry and communicate that word. It could be anything. But the word exists. It's already associated with us as the feminine. So why should we buy more into a belief system that keeps that at a lower, at a disempowerment, when we can have this opportunity to rise it up and bring it up mm -hmm. together instead of resisting. I love that. So tell me, 
I thank you for demystifying that word as well. Because <laughs> we were joking before how I didn't get your email because yeah, yeah. <laughs> it went into my spam box. Because somehow, at some point, my spam filter turned the word pussy into a word that it should filter into the spam. Yeah. So it's so it's so great to actually use the word, talk about it. I feel, especially with the Mama Gina's book as well, we're all starting to become very comfortable with using that word and not feeling shameful. Yeah. And something very interesting that I found recently is understanding my own body. And it's like, why would I want my partner, in which case is a man, to really know my body more than I do? Mm -hmm. You know, and I realized, wow, men know my body more than I know how to touch or feel. So I've developed this tantric practice where I can just channel my energy, move my energy, and visualize and know exactly what part is being stimulated through my breath. Mm -hmm. And I would love to know if there are tantric practices or any practices you've learned or developed or found that's helped you through your journey in reclaiming. Yes, there's actually several. Mm -hmm. There's a breath work that I do often, which is uh, based in Kundalini, mm -hmm. right? And so it's uh, called the Yoni breath work, or I just call it the Pussy breath work. And it's where you know you're sitting in in this position, cross-legged, and you've got your hands in lotus. And what we're doing is, I breathe in through her, and as I'm breathing in through her from that core root, literally the root chakra, breathing in and squeezing her and pulling her and inviting her in up into my heart as an offering and into a gift, mm -hmm. and then relaxing and releasing the energy sent down. So I start to activate and open the channel and realize, okay, there she is. Oh, hello, yeah, yeah, there mm -hmm. she is. And just the speaking. energy. Right, and so the good. energy just feels really, really good. Mm -hmm. And I'm also really focused on doing an energetic orgasm because a lot of times orgasms come from either outside sources or toys or men. Mm -hmm. And so like, I love the fact that you've created a tantric practice, the same thing. So I created a tantric practice or I'm incorporating a tantric practice where what I do is I'm imagining making love to God's cock. Mm, I'm imagining it's very this, similar to what I do, yeah, right? It's exactly. So it's like okay, how can that fill through me the breath, up through yes. the breath, without actually touching? Touch it. Yes, and so teaching cool. women how to do that in the course work as well, mm -hmm. and allowing it to generate. So it's almost at the point of this climax and this orgasm, and you're also moving the hips and you're using the breath, and then visualizing and pulling it up and healing into each of the chakras. And then you find yourself going into, and I find myself going into this transcendent mm -hmm. state of bliss and orgasm. And so we literally can find ecstasy within ourselves. We don't mm -hmm. need an outside source. We've yes. got all the buttons. It's just a matter of, can we play our own instrument? And are we willing to, because this requires us to slow down yes. and have compassion and patience. And that's been one of the biggest learnings and tools with the reconnection of, of my body in a new way is using the tool of breath and patience and compassion and of course tantric teachings in order to do that and i use mm -hmm. for the last year specifically i've had a very direct solo tantric practice and i think that's mm -hmm. another thing that people think tantra has to be between two people and yes there's a beautiful energy and there's a third energy that's created in that tantric practice that you then get to explode into but why not explode into yourself and really get to know the depths of you, right? Know each nooks and cranny, how you are able to activate your own abundance channels. And something that I've actually found is using my orgasm for manifestation yes. has been huge. Yes. The creative energy. Wow, it's just, you're so incredible and so fascinating. Where can everyone find you and learn from you? 
Well, everyone can go directly to my website, which is josephinabashout.com. And you can see about my story and my journey, as well as find out more information about the G3 community that I've created. And from that, you're able to see the workshops. And I invite you to come out to any of the events that I'm doing in Los Angeles, as well as if you can find me on Instagram, which is Pussy Priestess. But what's so funny, <laughs> right, with social media and with spam filters, Instagram won't allow the word pussy to be on there. So it's Pussy Priestess, but with three S's. That was the only way that I was able to even get that on there. You beat the system. Yeah, I beat the system for now until one day they'll allow the actual double S to happen. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. Good job, and thank you for being always consistently you. So one more question for you. Yes. When you hear the word sensual intelligence, what does that mean to you? Ooh, so I immediately, as you said it, I got this image of this full energy circuit within my body mm. activating. So this full intelligence system, which goes into this additional sense. So in Tantra teachings as well, there's the sixth sense or known as the sex sense mm. and so for me the sensual intelligence is the sex sense it's this part of you that goes beyond just the feeling it's the part of me that connects to a source greater than that moves through me mm. that's wise that's motivated that's driven that's filled with life beyond just my consciousness of where i am in this present moment boom wow my ah, drop <laughs> i love it okay so, because you are so sensual and passionate and amazing, I've got a grace alchemy for you. Oh, thank special you gift. so much. A little bit of a aphrodisiac and wear it with, you know, the complete joy of being who you are in every oh, moment. It smells so amazing. <laughs> thank you so much right now. <laughs> I know, you fall in love with yourself oh, in every yeah, moment. Oh, it's so good, babe. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Yeah. So excited. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into this edition of Sensual Intelligence, and can't wait to see you next time. <laughs>